0: Welcome, 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 slash, ho, ho, ho. It's Boxing Day, as as you could first be hearing this. You might be hearing it a bit later. Hope you had a lovely Christmas. I hope you all um, enjoyed Adam Buxton, his podcast with Joe Cornish, which I do as a Christmas one every year. It's what I look forward to at Christmas more than anything else. Hope you ate loads of lovely food um, and Gave presents if you choose if you're into that kind of thing and receive some nice ones if you're into that kind of thing in general, I hope you spread a lot of Christmas cheer and today you continue to do so um, and watch films and box sets and eat leftovers and chocolate um, a thing that i'll be doing and i'm just i'm I'm recording uh, this intro a week and a half before Christmas, but I know that I'll spend a Christmas day with my mum. And she knows that I love a chocolate y- Yule log. And not one with cream in. The cream inside has to be chocolate. So it's all chocolate. And it's got thick layers outside of chocolate. So she gets one of them for Christmas every year. For Christmas Day. And often my br- br- brothers there or other m- members of family. I know that this year it's just me and my mum. She will have got this chocolate Yule log. I will have some. She might have one slice. Probably not. And then when I go home she'll say take the Yule Log with you. So, Boxing Day, I will be having Chocolate Yule Log for breakfast, possibly Chocolate Yule Log for lunch, definitely Chocolate Yule Log for dessert after dinner, and uh, it'll all be gone within a day or two. So there we go. That's Christmas. Uh, This is part three of the Drunk Cast. Pre-warning. It gets messy. We should have put the messiest bits out before it's all Christmas and cheer, because we get messy and offensive here in parts t- three and four uh part four will be out on january 2nd to really s- set your new year off at a low point so things can only get better um but for now this is part three of the drunk cast apologies in advance anyway, I've started. we're on number three how are we all feeling are we feeling a
1: bit i'm well, I'm, I'm quite pissed i've had um I had a, uh, a, a, well I didn't have a Scroobius, so <laughs> I had a gin and a fucking... Who rewound you? <laughs> I had a gin and an energy drink and then I've had uh, two large cans of uh, blood orange wheat DIPA.
0: Yeah. Which is 7.4% I'm free, I'm cooking. I'm remaining completely on the Scroobiuses, Slingsbury rhubarb gin and Pepsi Max. Are we
2: recording? Yeah, yeah.
0: we are recording. This piece of fiction is the intent of the Stratomaxes. This piece of fiction is the intent of the This piece of fiction is the intent of the Stratomaxes.
2: What are we talking about? Sorry. Just drinks. I was reading texts. Uh, uh, <laughs> you just had, had a, 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 a wee in my new garden saying,
0: I feel bad wee on your new AstroTurf, and I, yeah, bad enough to mention it but not bad enough to not do it but
2: he's bad good and that's at the point of a podcast later to come
0: (laughs) (laughs) monkey news still to come (laughs) (laughs) I've been getting right back into the Gervais podcast lately so good so good they're the best Um, well let's get into oh before we do that Let's mention if you don't mind, or we can fill Chris in on it a bit. Let's mention Pod Bible a little bit, okay? Because we're doing a thing in the new year called Pod Bible, or mm-hmm. it's your idea and your thing, and I'm kind of helping out on it. Yeah, um, Adam Richardson's doing it, and it's going to be a, a, a podcast magazine that's going to be given out at tube stations and stuff that's like right. that. And yeah, you kind of came up with it as a no one. There's nowhere to get podcast recommendations. As such. Well,
1: yeah, that, that, that was it. It was a case of like Chris and I have had loads of conversations about. How do we get to push it to, to more people? Mm. And so it was like, well, do we do sponsored online, you know, Facebook advertising? Yeah. And, you know, um, we've dabbled with things like that, and it's it's not particularly changed our listenership. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, well, well, and I was just sitting on the train going to London thinking about how we can grow the podcasts. And then I was just looking around, everyone was wearing headphones. I was thinking, how many of these people are actually listening to podcasts and how many are listening to music? I was. Started looking at the stats of podcasts and listenerships and how they're growing and blah, blah, blah. And then I was going to actually record one. So when I got the tops of the Square Bar, they I think it was London in Stereo, or one, of the, little A6, sound, yeah. Yeah, one of the little A6 magazines was there. And I just thought, do you know what? If someone gave me that on a tube or on the train and it was a guide to podcasts, mm. that would be really handy. And yeah. then obviously you read it and... Then you leave it on the seat. Then someone gets on, picks it up, reads it, and so you know grows your readership. And so, yeah, and I mentioned it to you, and you said that's a good idea.
2: Yeah. It's a great idea. I think people need something tangible on the train. I get the yeah. train well, all that, the time, well, and um, the looking me. through phones drives you crazy. And reception, and yeah. and you've had experience in um, you know doing that in the past with magazines yeah. and doing flyers and promo like that. I think well, it that's really one of works. The
0: interest. I think you and me, Chris, would both agree that. F- flyering is a bit of a dead art. Mm-hmm. Like it's like for club nights. And a lot of the magazines yeah. that are gig listings, it's dying off in the printed yeah. form. Yet a podcast one, it seems like it's perfect in the printed form because of it would be on tubes, on trains and that kind of thing. Yeah, it just seemed a, a really interesting. A-Cast have got on board and stuff like that. So largely, so it'll be a nice broad range of recommends. And yeah, it the be as well, I'm doing. just so for people that aren't on
1: yeah. on on... Um, like around the London Tube Network that listen to this, then, you know, obviously it'll all be digital as well, so... Uh,
2: one of the reasons I've, I've jumped on is... I was going to say like, I was going say that to you, Stu, like, um, uh, the the other week, like, um, you're, you're doing it all like this, but you need to have it digital too, yeah, obviously. Yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels strong
0: and it feels like I've jumped in because, again, it's about pushing podcasts as a whole. The idea came about because you wanted to know how you can uh, promote yours, so they'll probably some reviews of hardcore lists and stuff like that. But the fact is, I, I listen to all the hardcore lists in and off the beat and track, so I can write recommendations of specific episodes yeah. and you don't have to feel like a cunt going, hardcore listening in episode five was really yeah. good. Uh, the witty comment from Stu and all that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting. But we won't ramble on about that anymore. It's just I've not mentioned my involvement at all up until now. Yeah. I'm a bit drunk, so we'll, I thought yeah. it's worth mentioning. And we're launching in February mm. and we're going to be handing them out, right, at yep. train stations. Mm-hmm. Might invite other podcasters if Chris wants same. to come and, 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 and be one of the nah, celebrity podcasters. Nah, like. <laughs> um, we're going to get back to films. But first of all, my I thought you'd enjoy my reputation on press junkets because you know that I'm a boring nerd. Um, turns out, <laughs> as as you know, my, I like to get places early. I turned up to pick Joe st- 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 up tonight, and he had to pop out and go. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> Because I'd got there earlier than I'd said oh I would. i generally Jesus I'm early Christ. for everything. I like that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it turns out because press junkets, they tend to say, "Here's the time of your interview. Here's the time that we need you to arrive for." So they already schedule to get to be early. But me being me and obsessive, I then arrive early ahead of that. So I'm there like an hour early or whatever. But
2: I had one. the other Is it because you've got fucker else to do? Because you're not eating or drinking. I don't like being you've already. You've already. You've already lost the weight. You've, you've played the board game. Yeah. You've done everything else. You're like shit. Yes, that's yeah. it. Um,
0: but so I arrived at one. It was I remember it clearly as as from Michaela Cole, who Black Earth Rising this year is next level on the on, on the TV shows front. Absolutely amazing. But I was there for that. And the way press junkets tend to work is they're in hotel rooms, and they'll they'll book a room or a few rooms. And you'll set up in different rooms and they will have cleared the beds out. They'll say to oh, them, they'll say, we, we want it. the room. they clear the beds out and there's tables and that's set up. So it's these, it's so that I can be setting up in one room while Michaela is finishing a podcast in another room and it's this nice cycle. Sure. So I got to this one and they were just finishing up, clearing the room. And these are people who have booked me for a few now. So they were comfortable at telling me the conversation that they'd had before I got there. And um, apparently Dad got there and got in the room and the bed was still there and it was unmade. And they are a bit, they apparently like, have we got the wrong room? And they were like, well, we need to get it cleared. And one of them went, ah, Pip probably slept here last night. <laughs> 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 so i come the night before, just, just slept in it. I'm, I'm here early. <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> oh, That's great. Have you had- it did tickle me because it's like, yeah, that is very me. But I was like, I, I don't... I mean, I've only met you three times. I don't like the fact you're having jokes yeah. behind bit my too back. too familiar.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not too sure if it's... Have you heard that, that joke? I'm sure it's Kevin Hart, but I, guesswork. You might want to hit that bell. <laughs> um, Brett. Is that someone said a joke about... And it was about um, Mark Wahlberg's uh, training regime. Have mm. you not seen that? Wait, it's Chris D'Elia. Uh, Chris, Chris D'Elia. D'Elia man, this, this thing, Chris D'Elia, talking about his training regime of Mark Wahlberg and how early he gets up. Has you not seen a James he's Corden salute? Absolutely. He's done with him. Hysterical. No. But I'm for, I'm for people. I'm going to get it up. I'm going to. Can gonna we play, play it? Play. Yeah, oh, fuck man. It. Oh, this is just Are fucking drunk hysterical. Drunk.
3: So,
0: so tell a bit of a story first <sighs> about the post that Mark Wahlberg did the, the, and, and what it was about. He did a post about his regime, didn't he? And it was outrageous. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, basically. So, minute, so basically, Mark, Mark Wahlberg keeps on getting up earlier and earlier. So this guy is getting up at what at four a.m. now. He was four a.m. just to do yeah six a.m. He's he's a filming himself doing workouts.
0: And he kind of he did he did a post saying here's my regime and it's like yeah it's four a.m. and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing this and his lunch break and all this it's it's crazy but I'm gonna f- find so Chris that the then did a wonderful impression of Mark Wahlberg it's David so good it. we need to uh, so you need seconds. to this isn't
2: us when you listen to this you all need to go and fo- follow this guy's Instagram so Chris he's hysterical has,
0: has, has got a podcast called congratulations um, and he posts clips from it every now and then online every
3: time I see Mark Wahlberg on
0: it,
3: <laughs> I follow Mark Wahlberg on Instagram every time I see Mark Wahlberg on Instagram it's a fucking new <laughs> video about how he woke up earlier <laughs> I wake up at 7 a.m. and I get working out. I wake up at 7 a.m. a.m. and I carry kettlebells. I carry kettlebells from one end to the other. Got to wake up at 6 a.m. Got to wake up at 6 a.m. and you got to push this fucking thing that football guys push, and you got to put the weights on it, and I got to push it from one end to the other. Guys, woke up at 5 a.m. Woke up at 5 a.m. and I'm basically building sandcastles. I got a bunch of dumbbells, but I put them to the side. I woke up at 8 p.m. the the day before. hey everybody i woke up at 8 p.m the day before when you go to bed i went to bed after that but miraculously i woke up earlier than that what i'm going back in time every time i go in bed i go back in time and i wake up earlier than when i went to bed what the fuck i'm the only guy who does it I aspire to be better i wake up before i go to sleep huh
0: <laughs> he's brilliant so um, i've got an outplay, another one his his oh, m&m one man. just this is just too funny this this one was just welcome yeah. to Distraction Pieces podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is as I said go and follow oh. Crystalia on Instagram. But this oh, one is it mate. was after Eminem had done that diss shit. track and Machine Gun Kelly had gone back and forth. But oh, this right. just yeah, yeah, yeah. killed
3: me. About these diss tracks that rappers make and shit, <laughs> it seems like if you make a diss track, like you're you're hurt, like you're upset and you're whining. The older I get, you know, if they're funny, then that's cool. But if they're like, yo, I'm harder than you and you suck. Hey, man, you're rhyming. Hey, dude, are you a troll under a bridge? You're just a fucking grown man with a job and you're like, hotel motel. You're a grown man and you're like, that guy fucking pissed me the fuck off. You know what? Record this. Shoes blues. Hey, dude. That guy made me so mad what he said about me. Check this out. Hit record, thumbs bombs. You're <laughs> thirty. Ah, I don't know, man. It's just hilarious. To me. <laughs> Up on this mic when you're on it. So that's what happened in hip hop this week. Like I should fucking talk about that. Oh. But that's what happened in hip hop
0: week. <laughs> He's so good. I kind of want to play the Mortal Kombat one now. We can't. <laughs> we can't just do a full a full start oh. of. Uh, <laughs> of Chris are talking but yeah he's wonderful uh-huh. on Instagram That's his Mortal incredible. Kombat one is genius but um, uh-huh. I mean on on <laughs> off the back of that I think I'll mention a few podcasts I've enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, uh, this year so I made a note I've, I've mentioned the PTSD and, and Jackson's uh, superhero episodes of yours mm-hmm. uh, Jack Slack I've it's gone by a podcast mm-hmm. has become my Essential, I listen dude, to it yeah. every week. I
2: love it. He's do you, do you not like him because I really like him? Like, if I did bother to listen to podcasts, I yeah. would. Like, I listen to snippets on YouTube, his breakdowns are it, so yeah.
0: intelligent, but he's kind of catty and bitchy <sighs> on the actual podcast as well. And I kind of enjoy that, yeah. too. That's, that's 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 wonderful. Of my own, I noted some highlights and the Rutger Bregman one we mentioned, mm. the Tourette's Hero episode was mind blowing as the 200th one, having a guy with a stutter and a girl with Tourette's have an hour-long wow. conversation was just amazing. Um, was did real. you edit
2: it down to that? Or? No, no, that
0: was it was actually a 10-minute conversation that took that long. <laughs> um, the songs, uh, the Make You Cry episode, was genuinely one of my favourites of the year because it had all three of us in bits. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And Liam Howlett, nice. uh, Vicky McClure of, of Florence Pugh, Alexis Okowo is one that I think was overlooked a little bit. I haven't and she's to that this one. amazing journalist who traveled around Africa l- talking to people f- fighting t- t- terrorism in this day and age today and there's some muslim terrorism some catholic terrorism and She's, yeah, it's just amazing. I didn't realize that there's still Christian terrorism. You think of terrorism as a Muslim thing or whatever else because of the media, but no, there's still stuff going on now. All yeah, the Coney
2: stuff. Can you give me an example? So, Coney. Like, because I don't ago, believe you
0: or her. I remember it like one of the first things that went kind of viral was all the Coney stuff, and it was yeah. hashtag Coney, and it was to catch him in Africa. Right. He was a Christian, and all his his beliefs. Well, Christian believes he was—he would cut their legs off at the ankle if they were cycling on the Sabbath and take, ch- like, children or girls weren't allowed to have education. Cut their legs off at the ankle? Yeah. You yeah. mean cut their feet off at the ankle? Yeah, that's the one. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> other way around. Thanks, Dr. Whiffin. <laughs> <Thanks, Doctor laughs> yeah, no, he cut their, their foot off <laughs> like, stepped in there. <laughs> And then they tie the foot. Oh, at the ankle. Just right up at the ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I (laughs) do want to clarify that. (laughs) So they've just got tiny little feet. And then there's this leg that's got no foot or or, (laughs) attachment. Just separate. separate. But yeah, it's mind blowing. And that was a really cool episode. I had had Patrice Coulours on the Black Lives Matter. And that got more attention because it's Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. But the Alexis Sokowa one I thought
2: was. How did that go down? Did that. that, Look, because I haven't listened to it. It was really good. Yeah. It went down
0: really well. And she was just so reasoned and. Intelligent and, and and calm and rational and yeah, it was amazing. It was, you, it was really did good did you
2: get much many people uh, raging against it? Because I, I like the fa- I had a, and a couple and I, of, was that uh, like gri- stupid, like stupid, unfound, Like it was. It- it's so overly si- simplified. Yeah, yeah they'd yeah,
0: yeah. kind of say, Well, how about this? And I'd say, Oh, we discussed that on the podcast. Listen like, to it. Oh, yeah, well, shit. How about this? Because no, no, oh, shit. Of that
2: just, I remember that, yeah, actually. Like, no, yeah. we discussed that. So yeah, have a listen. Yeah, I remember them having a well, go. Why are you
0: having her on if this, this, is Like, no, we discussed that. I put that. So to have,
2: her. A, have a listen, yeah. mate. You're angry. M- this is it. This is the thing surface. about Twitter psychology, is that if you've made your mind up a thing, and that's the danger of ideology, regardless if you're on the right or the left is that you're, you're seeing a headline, and then you're arguing with someone. Why not take a risk and listen to what the opposite side is saying? Mm. If, you're, if you're on the right... It'd give you you're a more balanced right, view, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that, because I think that being on the right, right at the moment, culturally, especially in our social circles, isn't a cool thing to say. If you mm. say, I have some ideas which resonate more on the conservative side, people are like, oh, you're a right winger. Right-wing is a dirty term now in left-wing circles. I was going to and say, in left-wing
0: circles, that's, that's where it's weird at the moment because cons- like we spoke of, of, of consumer markets yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. You're getting more and more leaning on right-wing films and TV being made because of where we are in America and with Brexit and stuff like that. Is they're kind of going, oh, that's kind of where s- there's n- now a market there. So it's, it's raged against stronger from
2: the left, but it's more prevalent on the whole. And yeah, yes. it will. It so, will push. So, it will radicalise people to the right. That's the danger of it. And yeah. yet, and yet, the weird thing is, like the right, right and left don't exist for no reason. Mm. There's not a that we like human beings. It's very egotistical of us to think, right? So, so I would say I'm centre left. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I'm, I'm predominantly centre, but de- definitely lean towards more liberal values, mm-hmm. but not that far because I see the yeah. benefits of con- some conservative ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And yet. When you have a conversation, even now, it's so hard to get to that before people want to start arguing over one or two of really extreme sort of yeah. ideas. And that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, the idea of the left and right, that, like, it's very egotistical of us to think that whatever you've read, any of us, right? right if there's how many hours in a day at our age that you've read... Even one percent of the mm. sum total of either ex- like extreme left or right values, let yeah. alone moderate left and right values, you as a person don't really know fuck all unless you spend your life dedicated to it. Yeah. So it's weird that you you have these crazy reactions to either side, like and the such right or left. Exactly, the well. right or left haven't been invented out of the blue, and that there's reasons for them, and there's sound proven reasons why you might have a right or a left leaning or why, why one might be more useful in a scenario when another isn't and that's what I get upset about now it's it's, it's interesting
0: to see because I can look back a few years and see the natural pr- a progression of it all there was yeah, yeah, yeah. Gr- growing up when we were growing up I was I, I, was, I was quite political I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go on marches every now and then I'd do protests I'd do all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff like that but when social media came about, I started to kind of... And we've discussed it in the past. It's like, hmm. it feels like more people are aware of political movements and feel more political, but being political has become easier. It's a click, it's yeah. a like, it's a retweet, yeah. it's yeah, a yeah, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to be educated on it to be to have an opinion on it. And that feels like that's taken its natural courses. Now, everyone has a political opinion, most of the people who are are the loudest aren't actually educated on that political opinion. They have a celebrity that they they trust the view of has kind of told them to go in, in this direction. It's one of the things I brought up on the first ever episode with Russell Brand because I felt at that point, a lot of what he was saying, no matter how educated he was, and he he's realised now he wasn't as educated as he thought. He's become a lot more educated. He's improved
2: himself on these things. But... And Jesus Christ, that guy reads a lot. He's got yeah. in his, he's got a lot more not spare time, but he's yeah. he's pumped a lot of energy in yeah. more than people who are getting the train every yeah. day like Completely. myself. I've yeah. only got a certain amount of time to understand yeah. these. But then as I said the, the
0: the problem is people will. F- it was it was at that point I'd stopped speaking openly about politics because yeah. I was like. Even with my small following, I know there's a certain amount of people who, if I say something, they'll agree with that without doing the, their research on it. Yeah. And it's like, right, I'd rather just have that within myself. I've come to my positions because I've done that research rather than – not that I'm against giving you a shortcut to that decision. I'm not saying I'm some high above, but it's that kind of – that belief that you'll you'll start to be- strongly believe these things without necessarily having the ground I really think
2: that's a really, really – amazing thing mate really because sometimes you you can see it in these conversations you can see it in even youtube comments which i find quite interesting people rely that they know they they will go what that person's smarter than me and then therefore the conclusions they've drawn it's easier just to leave it to them and then therefore agree with them and then shout very specifically about what that person's saying and i think it's better well well, it's I i think it's good that you encourage people to go, look, draw your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions and do some research. And, and for anyone, draw your own conclusions. And again, stop it's, rabbit it's, repeating. The the biggest
0: thing for me was realising it's hugely ignorant to think that you would have... that that the opinions that you've come to apply to everyone else. Because yeah. I'm um, a 37-year-old white male who's lived in Essex my whole life. Hmm. Why would the political... Opinions I've come to apply to um, a black m- m- a s- a single mum in Birmingham.
3: Yeah,
2: totally. Do
0: you know what I mean? We've, we've, it's a completely different no, world. No. So I can't put my, same, my views and opinions upon that person no. and expect them to just go along with it. And yeah, and just go, oh, yeah, of course. Well, that's how it should be. I, 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 honestly, I've got it figured out. Yeah, but I'm struggling to, to put food on the table.
2: Yeah right, well, and 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 then people any situation then, and then people that's not shut down, to down say and only don't listen to that single mumber no, no, all not, these different not.
0: things it's yeah it's mad to think that we now have that and again it's such a prevalent thing on social media in particular that i figured it out it's like you've watched half a owen jones video or half a jordan <laughs> peterson video yeah, yeah, and and i exactly. think now you, you You've not even watched the whole video for fuck's sake, but you've got it all figured out. You've skimmed through it. You've skimmed you've through, it. You've skimmed skimmed through it, and it
2: has actually somewhat answered some of your thoughts anyway. And that's, and enough, and that's, that's, that's enough, man. That's backed you up. It's and and you also, and and I'm not angry in. at anyone for doing that because Again, we it, all do it. Like, yeah. like, it's so easy to do that, but we've got to we've got to get wise to the fact that we're opened up now. Like, like the the thing is about handling technology. One of my biggest fears is that we 've got to learn how to handle information and technology in these advances because yes. you're going to get fed this so quickly, mm-hmm. and we 've got to learn to become much more mature in reading stuff and going and i 'm only saying that because i've had to learn myself and i 'm still learning
0: yeah
2: that you you can't just buy into everything that's being said you can't easily just sum up your own ideas from one person's thing, and you should force yourself to listen to the people who you actually disagree with yeah and
0: yeah. I struggle with that sometimes. I said, I've man. listened to,
2: I've, oh, no,
0: I've started it's a hard. lot of Jordan Peterson podcasts yeah. on Rogan. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's been bits I've liked, but there's always been a point where I've gone, oh, fuck off. Mm. And and gone on, because there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of stuff I want to get through. Mm. Anyway. Just quickly, you said you used to go on marches. Yeah.
1: Do you think these marches at UN would have had more effect if people would have marched? People don't march at marches, do they? No, they
0: I don't, mate. do a lot of standing. Mate, weirdly... They, just, they have a
1: stroll, don't they? i Have got a, have a good march. Story. I've have got, a proper march.
0: Oh, this is such a nerdy story that brings us... We'll get back to films, but it's going to bring us on to one of our other topics. I, I, I went on the Trump march. And not a lot of people know this, because I went on it, but, but, but because I was, I do think it's fucked up what's going on in, in mm-hmm. America. I think it's genuinely... It's weird how okay we all seem to be with it because there's so much that is leaning towards... It's the first steps of fascism Is if you look through history. It's the, the, the destabilisation of the press, the removal of... There's so many different things that yeah. it's the basic steps of fascism. And I'm not saying it is fascism, but it's the steps there. So I went on this march mm-hmm. and I got there and I, I, I wanted to be extreme there and say I hated everyone. I didn't hate everyone, but it felt like people were there to be there, yeah, rather than for for what the effect was, and I started to think about it, and I was like, people are posting about it, and that's good because because social media is part of the movement thing now. But then I was thinking, well, a march isn't going to solve the Trump thing because Trump doesn't care.
2: Hundred percent doesn't. But he he doesn't care. He's no, not because he he he, he, will, he just went somewhere he, else. He'll he didn't just even say, come to yeah, London no, no. no he'll, went, he'll also just say anything you say is just bullshit. Yeah. So I was,
0: I was kind of. Stood there, kind of marching along. Going, so, why am I here? Like, what's the point? Is other than to say I was, and I've not, I've not talked about it anywhere. Other than to say I was here. Why am I here? And again, I'm not against people who are saying they're there because that is part of the social media thing to get that swell. But I was stood there just thinking this seems so pointless. And again, I've done marches in the past. I've gone door to door. Billy Bragg hit me up and got me to go door to door with him and a, a load of others in Barking when the 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 BNP were on the verge of getting seats, and we went door to door and got. Um, Asian and Black communities who traditionally didn't vote to come out and vote, and they got rid of the BNP. And it was this: it felt like there's a there's an action that's got a, a reaction or a, a result, and this felt pointless. And I'm stood there, and I'm like, oh, this feels fake. I don't know why I'm here. It, it feels like it's not got any end goal. G- 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 genuinely, the psychopath in me was like, well, but what? The only solution to Trump is someone assassinating him. And that's not me saying that we should do that, but that's he's someone who's built a way that he could just ignore everything. So, either complex uh, legal recourse or you know, a horrible murder. I
2: think, I think that bur- assassinating the Trump way. is like bursting a spot, it actually isn't the cause of the spot. Yeah, you think that it is, but you're always going to get spots because it's what Completely. you're eating. Yeah and i think that's the problem that's, with with that's anything comparable. anything in our society even over here is that for, it's so cliched but to think that you don't get the desire uh, what the politicians you want you get the ones you deserve is yeah. so fucking true because they're all they're all the same that they're, they're always baiting certain conversations because we're not smart enough ourselves so we fall for dumb shit Completely. and that's brexit like yeah. I, I i don't like, i voted to remain and I've seen loads. Of, uh, when people ask me about whether or not to, because that's a like we were talking. I thought what we'd do is maybe a news roundup. Yeah. Like, what do you think, in or out or whatever? Yeah. That was a big thing. Brexit has been this ongoing. I'm cluster, very, I'm shake it all about. Cluster fuck of a, a, yeah. a decision. Yeah. And once we were out, I was like, okay, well, I think there was. I think it's a. I think it was fucked up anyway. It was badly executed in the first place, and how we had so many things that went wrong but we're out now yeah. let's look at that because ultimately i actually believe that communal um reign and autonomy is more important mm-hmm. much like the uh, individual yeah and there's dangers in being headed up by european or bigger states than that mm-hmm. because of corruption Yep. But at the same time, I never wanted to be telling the rest of Europe, go fuck yourself, because that's like a family, right?
0: Equally, again, it's realising that that wasn't the two options. It no. wasn't that we were coming away to autonomy. It was where we were coming away to a Tory government, which is run, again, there's equal chance of corruption right, I mean, and all that kind of thing. So it's, if it was a choice of we step out and get rid of government, then that's one thing, but L- it's not.
2: Let, let me say that, that I had, I was saying one sentence there and that the, 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 the interesting thing about Brexit is that it is so multifaceted yeah. that you can say one thing and, and you can say, well, are you pinning your colours to that? No, it's just I'm saying that at that point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's so, and that's the weird thing about Brexit is that when I try and talk to people about it, like, they'll want to nail their colours to one side or another. It's like, but there's so many weirdly complicated things. Like, yeah, I never... I was never upset of anyone voting out. I was never, uh, like, overly excited about anyone voting I was upset about I the vote taking place. Because oh, we didn't have yeah, information. It was no, ridiculous. exactly. That was my... Exactly. Argument. And I was more impressed by people who were confused and had thought about it more mm. than anyone who was vehemently passionate about one and they were giving me one fact. And anyway...
0: Stu feels a bit confused and left out but I'll bring it back round so I'm at this march and I'm thinking this is pointless I want to g- go home and s- something started to come into my head and it was the music that Max, M- M- Max Holloway walks down yep. to the cage I to he gonna say, right. I thought
2: was going to say wrote
0: and I was like I was like have I got 4G and I downloaded it and I put it on and it put a smile on my face, and I left and got the tube, and listened to it all the way home, and I'm going to play a little bit of it, because it's, it's, mm. it's a song called Hawaiian Kickboxer, yeah. and it's my favourite Worldcats song, and just imagine me angry, confused at all this politics, wondering if it's worth anything, and then putting this on, smiling and going home. But... I'm have a little smile, and then my grin just goes... Everyone around me has got Picards and all. <laughs> It must have looked incredible. It suddenly made everything lovely. Here we go. Oh mate, is
2: that Hawaiian? Yeah. Holy. Oh, yeah. I, in my head, Hawaiian sounded, like, different.
0: I just listened to that. Like the next verse is about how you make a Hawaiian kickboxer and it's training a lot and breaking them and then... Build, and I was just like, why am I here? This is so stupid. <laughs> I think I'm being political. I just want to go home and think about UFC um, <laughs> and, and think about the wonderful mixed martial arts. So generally, I just had the biggest smile on my face and
2: left, and it felt like the right choice. But Welcome to pri- the, the 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 privilege of where how we live now. As well. Exactly. Like you, can, you can disappear into yeah. realms of fantasy. I could just download
0: that in the moment. But we couldn't. This is where we are. So let's get on to our promised MMA talk, and let's start with last night because Max Holloway, Arguably, has made himself proved himself to be the greatest featherweight of all time. What, what, what are
1: you drinking? Out there, anyway,
0: boy. out of interest, um, I'm drinking uh, Brass Castle.
1: I am drinking the Brass Castle. Brass Castle.
2: Did you say brass or brass?
0: I say brass because I'm from the south, yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: but I, I believe uh, oh, that sounds like that is from Yorkshire way. yeah. Uh, so it will be Brass Castle, Brass uh, Castle, Disruptor. New England style IPA. And let me just...
2: Have a little slurp on that.
0: It's fuck all wrong with that, mate.
2: Is <laughs> it a good one? Yeah. Anyway,
0: Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, in one of the matches of the year, just... Ortega, the, the greatest threat to, to Holloway in recent times. And yeah,
2: fair point. My
0: God, that was a hell of a match. Just, Just Max just showed himself to be... So much better than that. Striking
2: was really, really ridiculous. His striking and his movement. He broke
0: a record for for most strikes. Yeah, most strikes in round round and just that 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 fourth round, and it was stopped at the end of the fourth in the corner. Which again is what I I love about mixed martial arts is he was done. It was over. There wasn't this fury thing of he was actually knocked out and clearly had a concussion and was allowed to continue to fight. Mm -hmm. But that's that's for another time. But what a performance! What a performance. From both of them, From both really. Both. like yeah.
2: um, Holloway, obviously, was a, a clinical striker and insanely... He was hitting hard enough to put people away.
0: I'm popping outside
2: to have a weeb. Okay. Yeah, I'll no, definitely. You. Like he, I thought, Stu, he was hitting hard enough to, to, to put him... He rocked him a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, to put Ortega no, away. Saying, yeah. And he, he kept on saying that, even in round two. And then Ortega really got a taste for it, found his range... And started clocking Holloway with amazing shots, and he was bringing out all these uh, creative elbows in round three.
1: In round three, when I take a done a spinning elbow, yeah, it was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of them, I think, what what made it such a good fight, I think both of them were were at that point where they both must have just felt like this is my fucking moment.
2: Yeah,
1: and they were just walking through shots. They were walking through each other's shots. they were just wearing them and. And it was brilliant watching both of them switch stances. They yeah. were both, They were both switching stances, which was fucking incredible to see. But um, and, and just the, 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 the variance of elbows was, was brilliant.
0: Or, or how they were switching stances. And it's one of the things that Jack Slack has kind of clued me up to is so many fighters sw- switch stance outside of interaction, which is kind of pointless. So when you're kind of watching each other, they'll switch dance. And that's giving your opponent a chance to go, oh, I need to watch out for something. But Max in particular, he switches as he's, he's stepping in. He switches as he's moving back. He switches as he's moving to the side, which stops you having time to think about where the punch is coming from. And it's kind of, if you think about it, it is kind of pointless to switch stance, to go, I'm a southpaw now. It's like, he's fought southpaws. Yeah, and Max, fought southpaws. Uh, so it, uh, whilst it might confuse, these are high-level strikers. They've got a chance to kind of understand and figure it out. So the fact that Max and Ortega... Kind of change starts in are within movements or max are within combos. He'll start a combo in, in 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 orthodox and then by the end of it, but then, then that's that's why and he would pivot off throwing
2: another shot. every time. that's it because it's it's not even that you're trying to throw them off. It's that it's the flow. Yeah. like you're like in switching stances, you can then continue a combination or. Yeah be ready to set up one quicker so it's almost not even about how you put the other one off it's, it's a benefit yeah it's the fact that you can continue your flow in a, in aggression yeah. better yeah it's really weird because i'm going to sound really rad now Stu. but when you're <laughs> snowballing i don't switch stances because i fancy riding regular or goofy i switch stances because i've done something and i want to continue and i don't want to slow down yeah. And it's the same thing with fighting, and yeah. you can see it with Holloway. Like he, he'll he'll finish it. He'll finish. He'll, he'll do a right straight, and then he's 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 now in the in, in the next position to strike. Yeah, it was it was really it was so good to watch. But part of Ortega I'm, was I'm gagging for them to make
0: Ferguson Nurmagomedov for the belt and the co-main Holloway McGregor too for a number one contender. Wow. Because that's just mind-blowing. Because the last person that beat Holloway is McGregor, but that was a different Holloway. That guy he has been a on a Holloway. string now. Completely different. And the fact is, you can really highlight how different a Holloway is, that so much of his style is, is, is based on confidence as well. His confidence in there. And when he... Did do you uh, think he learned that off, though, mate? Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's have it right. You, you stand
2: uh, Sorry, connor. Stu wants to have
0: yeah, it right. So, oh, sorry, sorry go on, Stu. Sorry,
3: let's, sorry, have sorry, right. sure. let's have it right. Let's
1: have it right. Go on, <laughs> on Stu. Have it right. <laughs> but as much as... <laughs> but as much as um, it's a different Max... Yeah. It's a different Connor. Mm-hmm. connor has been fucking whipped several times since. Yeah. And Connor's He's also excelled. And Connor's now a gazillionaire, which he weren't when he fought Max for the first time. Yeah, The thing...
0: The thing uh, 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 with it, it for me is that like, in that third round, Ortega came back a lot and probably won the third round, I'd say. I'd say. He came I, back well, really I'd good. say yeah, it's, elbow, it's, amazing. Yeah, it's really... It's yeah, it's
2: really like the third round really confuses me how to one. judge it. Yeah. But
0: then the fact that Max, in the corners, said to Rogan, I'm doing it in this round, that was him rebooting his, his confidence. And the way he came out was just hands down... We're- Dancing, laughing, having just just destroying the dude like n- n- next level. It made me think of Ferguson Pettis, yeah, which was th- the people's main event on mm. the biggest card of. Of all time, and it was exactly
2: that—just people, two fighters out there enjoying it, but just yeah. putting
0: on this kind of a shot. I
2: think that um, Holloway, well, or- Ortega showed it all the way through. He had to quite quickly because yeah. of how how good a striking Max was. But when when Ortega started uh, picking it up in the third, mm. and he started really slapping Max like he hard. Rocked him. He rocked him. But what I love, and I couldn't quite understand. Of what Max was saying to him Was at the end of the third round They had a showdown Like they stopped fighting And they stared at each other It was like
1: Robbie and Rory
2: Robbie Rory Yeah And Max was And and, and now I'm thinking Like now Max was like You're the real deal Yeah But I'm gonna I'm gonna change gears now But you are the real deal There was respect there I love that. I love that. I Max, is t- Max is tough as fuck. A, a, I don't a, think Max would pass j Max is tough as fuck. No, no, man. no, no, definitely 100%. I think Brian like but Max said this weirdly Stu. Like so uh, Max got um the the highest strike round in any round. Yeah. And Max said as in response to that, his first response was I didn't. We did. Yeah. Yeah. He said yeah. because Perfect. motherfucker stood up to that. Mm. Other people
0: Would have got that if their opponent had stayed standing Mm. completely. That's completely (laughs) true, isn't it? It's a great
2: point. (laughs) That is so cool. But Max, when he when he's the respect man. And again, I think
0: people need to. Anyone who's new to fight, number one, you you should watch Mm. that match if you've not watched it. But number two, an intro MMA watching that or or Russell Lissack. It's the first time he's watching a UFC live uh, because he's he's jet lagged. He's just got back from Block Party touring, and he messaged me saying it's the first. at the time I, I watched live, I was like, "Mate, you chose a Strap good yourself in, yeah. But I had to make it clear to him: understand how good Ortega is, because you could watch that and think that's a great guy, yeah, yeah, they yeah. school in another guy. It's like, no, they're two of the best at yeah. featherweight. They're like, Ortega is really good. Yeah, and it just shows. Um, how that good was Holliday like is. when
1: when my cousin said, "I'm going to watch a UFC at the weekend," and it was, um, and his first ever show was uh, Dillashaw Burrell. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and and he went half oh, good. Like he, he he gave that Burrell, and I was like, "You don't know Burrell was undefeated for nine years.
0: Was it nine or eleven? Something years? ridiculous. Something like,
1: that. like he's that. You know, people were saying pound for pound
0: one of the greats, and yeah. like
1: just yeah, what an intro to it. And like yeah, yeah I'm sure Russell right. must be thinking, "I'll have another bit of UFC, yeah. like because yeah,
0: he'd watched I mean, a bit before, but never watched watched one live. It caught it caught up on some bits, but um. Early on in the night, I don't want it to go unmentioned, is... I, I, we love Gunnar Nelson anyway. Yeah. But Gunnar Nelson against C- Cowboy Oliviera yeah. was just beautiful. Because yeah. Cowboy oliviera is always up for a scrap. But Love or, him as well. I say He's beautiful, great. it was like a horror movie. Yeah. That he he got on top and dropped an elbow that opened him up more than I've ever seen anyone opened oh, yeah, up. Yeah, awesome. And then he got the, that, that guillotine on. I'm oh, sorry, it was a rear naked. And... Or was it gonna Just
1: for anyone that doesn't watch uh, MMA, uh, a rear naked. It's um, a choke, is a joke. it's not uh... it's not
0: sexy, it's kind of <laughs> sexy. Um just the amount of blood pouring out that dude and on the yeah. slow motion replay, it looked like a horror film. Yeah. Um I, I literally I did a tweet that, that that got a lot of love. Just I just had to quote the um um anchor man bit, where it's like, well that escalated quickly. I mean, man, that really got our hand out of hand. Gonna killed a man. Yeah. Gonna kill the guy. Cause he
1: literally is brutal but wonderful. While we're talking Anchorman, I, I saw something last night for the first time that I'd never seen, which I've then realised is really old, and I imagine you you fucking helmets have seen it. Have you seen John C. Riley and Will Ferrell <laughs> doing Little Drummer Boy, the Bean Crosby Bowie?
0: No, I don't think I have.
1: Fuck me. I bet it's good. Totally playing it straight. Yeah. Just stand there and um, like, um, pum, pum, pum. and that John C. Riley's Crosby and fucking Will Ferrell's Bowie. I bet that's and, and the little chat that they have, as they do in the video beforehand, yeah. he goes, oh, Key's okay, so, uh, yeah, a Bowie. And he just keeps calling him Bowie. <laughs> and like, it's fucking great. I
0: love it. Well, I mean, we can't t- talk about everything in MMA this year, but. One thing that can't get ignored is Yair Rodriguez against the Korean Zombie. So, so when, I showed so you that I, when you came yeah, round. So night, then I know.
2: went and watched that fight, and that is the best fight of the year. And 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 Mate. then and to be ended how it was ended. And Yair
0: just... was losing. So, so Yair on the scorecards was losing, and then in literally the last second he threw an elbow that I described on one of the intros to. to I think it was to the MVP podcast, and I got a lot of. Of love from people who've never watched any MMA because they were like the excitement and graphicness and kind of illustration with which you. But yeah, it was just ridiculous. (laughs) Kind of a weird lean for, and it looked like a fluke. And then you see the replay, and it's a technical, intentional, "Ah, mind-blowing, right?
1: My uh, my wife um, literally opened the door to my living room and went, "What?" Because I went, (laughs) "No way." (laughs) <laughs> on top of my voice. And then I think, like, literally, when she went out and I saw it again on the slow mo and realised it was an elbow,
2: I think again I was like, yeah. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. How did yeah.
2: that
0: happen? Mind blowing, right? Incredible.
1: Can you imagine being
2: that good? Like, it's, it's mind boggling. Whenever you watch a sport and you think it's easy, and a yeah. lot of these sports, even like, I, I, I don't watch this, but I'm, it's a weird, it's, it's in my head now, like snooker. Yeah. You think, oh, okay, it's easy. Go and try and do a frame of snooker. Yeah. And then go and try and do it in front of people. But snooker is one thing because of precision. You don't have to then worry about your uh, stamina. And if you fuck up a shot, the fact that the other person might accidentally kill you. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that shot that Yaya did there and you realise how insanely brilliant martial arts is yeah Um, but that's
1: the fundamental difference between you can you can go down a boxing club or you can go down a gym and you can watch people moving around a punch bag and you just think look at them like uh, they've really got a great technique there stand someone in front of them that's doing the same back then you see a different person exactly then you see someone that isn't quite as relaxed isn't quite as flowing because you're worried about, you're far more worried about what you're going to get hit with than what you're going to be eating. Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's mind blown. Uh, j- uh, just on the snooker, though, me and my brother always uh, wanted to go to the Crucible for one of the big snooker yep. fi- finals with the, n- the knowledge that we will get arrested. But j- do acid. J- j- or no, just for the last frame. <laughs> Close. <laughs> j- jump the barriers and put 50p on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee whoever wins would end up playing you as a
2: little oh promo right. thing. <laughs> oh
1: Do you know what would I mean, be <laughs> so good? Also, like when they draw it's the pound now, mate. But yeah, when yeah, they no draw the cue back, just go to your shit!
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how great would it be if uh, any like in the final or whatever, like a superstar really just fucking tried to chip a ball for a joke, <laughs> yeah. and then just torn the felt. I'd quite, like,
1: I'd quite like to turn up with like them kind of holding in the drum things that they do at football as well. <laughs> <laughs> of that off, let, off,
0: let off the flare, <laughs> Right. We're going to cut the MMA talk sh- short because right, there's still okay. more we want right, to talk about. Right. But I think we can agree the Connor and Khabib stuff was absolutely n- nonsense. It was promoted as a gang fight. It turned into a gang fight. It's the UFC's fault. It's Connor's fault. It's Khabib's fault. Bag it's a shot, sad. Whole thing. Every, every,
2: everyone, act, to blame. everyone lost... That night, yeah. and the sad thing was, we watched it on the biggest screen round Justin's, yeah, which yeah. was a great night. We need to go around there and do that all again. And uh, but it was it was tragic. I went to bed really sad that night. Mm. Like I was really was upset for MMA, and like the fact that most people in the world were watching that, and then they saw that that's what MMA is, and they probably thought it was a parade. And now the ten years that we've done trying to say MMA isn't fucking cage rage. Mm. It's, it's better than that. Yeah. But
0: the only s- s- silver lining w- w- was how smug I got to feel. Because in the build-up, on the podcast, on anything, I'd only talked about Tony V. Pettis. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with that. I watched it, obviously. I think Connor and Khabib are elite level fighters. Yeah, of course But I, I didn't are, agree man. with the promotion. I didn't agree oh. with how any of it was put together. But, Tony and Pettis... Went and put on one of the best fights you'll yeah. ever see, and similar to um Holloway Ortega, yeah, w- w- were hugging at the end, had the, m- the most respect. They that's what it's about. Mate. and again, similar. It was stopped in the corner because the safety of the fighters is the priority. It's not just I'd rather they go out on their shield. No, if they can't continue, they can't continue. No, you stop right. there, and it was it's really it's it's a really similar fight, except it was one was. Three rounds and one was four. Yeah. Therefore, or, or, so, sorry, one was five. Therefore, one was two and one was four because mm-hmm. they stopped before yep. the last round. Um, but they were elite l- l- level fighters putting on a show. And in Max and Tony, just dudes who can do stuff that no yeah. one else
1: can do. Just we don't even talk about Conor McGregor, man, fucking no. idiot. He's a Wally.
0: Um, other thing I wanted to quickly mention is is Cormier because I know y- are y- you're not the biggest. Fan, I used to. No, not Would all.
2: you? So, so like. But I think would he's, he be in your top five UFC of all, start, all of time? All time. No, MMA.
1: No. Oh, well,
3: tough,
2: how not? No. It's tough. He's only he's ever tough lost to John Jones.
0: like he's beating everyone. He's amazing. I think I his yeah. personality.
2: I love his personality. You don't like his personality.
0: A thing that. I think again, it's a thing that Jackson. As Slack says, but it's a, mm. it's perfect. It's, everyone refers to Brock as the baddest man on the planet. He always refers to Call Me as the daddest man on the planet because he's such a dad. Because <laughs> he does dad dance oh, and he makes it. dad jokes. It's like oh, he is. He he's the heavyweight champ and he is, the, what, he is the daddest you know man on the planet. That's why
2: he's the baddest man on the planet because Dan isn't worried. Like th- th- there's he, a thing. There's a book called Dare to Be Vulnerable, yeah. and it's about being honest about where you're weakest mm. and. Putting that out there for people to see, and Dan isn't worried about that. I, I, t- his record and, and the way he carries himself is legit.
1: Like, I've got nothing against that. His style doesn't interest me. Oh, I get That's
2: that's 100% fair. Right. He, f- like.
0: he, he finished. St- Stipe beautifully though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You've got but, l- l- love that. Yeah, if anyone's got a decent highlight, I'm now arguing with you. You're right, mate. Like, it's, it's, I, I
1: just don't get that. I, I don't ever get excited when okay. someone says Daniel Cormier is fighting.
0: And that's it, I guess. It's it's it's, it's the different approaches to fights. It's totally like fair. I'm genuinely excited um, about a Ben Askrin signing because although he's rarely gets to finish his d- d- decisions, I love it as a chess match. I love people yeah, having he's trying to figure things out and Cormier is one of them that it's like, you can't beat him unless you're John Jones, who again has popped s- several times for performance enhancing drugs. And it's one of the f- few things, and there are a few, it's one of the few things I don't agree with R- R- Rogan on w- 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 where he kind of goes on the side of, well, it seems he had a tainted supplement or he was spiked or whatever. It's like, it's multiple times he's cheating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a cheat. Yeah. I, I can't get past that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've he's. I've got nothing amazing. against him. I, I think he's. Who he, Jones? Um,
1: no. Come here. I, just, Cormier, I, just, I, yeah, I right. just think, you know, he's he's really fucking good. Yeah.
0: And and his record's fucking great. But he's just, his style and
1: no, the way he, his, his fights don't, that, don't actually, interest
2: me. Yeah. Uh, fair, before fair we comment.
0: get d- depressing ending the fight talk, I want to talk about three fighters who've had f- f- standout years or recent times. Sh- Sugar Sean O'Malley, mm-hmm. he just looks amazing. He's <laughs> yeah. just cocky. He went on Rogan. And I think I've not heard anyone so fanboy and excited to be on Rogan since I was on Rogan. Um, and I, I barely yeah. said anything. It was one of my worst guest slots because I was just like,
2: "I've never oh, listened to it." Great talked, to be I've, I've never listened to it because you've fucking pissed on yourself. Oh, people, you're like, not. Well, you're you're not. You're, like you're, but you're but a I,
0: confident dude who. I just didn't think it was that good. Yeah, my
1: take yeah. on you on there because I've listened to yeah. it. I thought you really wanted to talk about MMA.
0: Yeah, and Rogan didn't. And yeah, he exactly really that. didn't. Exactly that. And, like, exactly
1: and it, that. it sounded like whenever he touched on it, you was like, <laughs> and he was
0: like... And then he'd be like, a what's yeah. knife crime like in the UK? <laughs> <gasps> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he was amazing on that. So the there's two for standout. And one I'm a massive fan of. And one I don't really care too much about, but you can't I deny him. The one I love is Starbender. Um, Israel is.
2: Adesanya. You do know that, motherfucker. Israel
0: Adesanya. He's just had, he's he's about to fight Anderson Silva. Oh, well, of course. So, yeah. yeah, he's just amazing. He's looked amazing. His interviews are amazing. Brunson, his social media is amazing. Finishing he,
2: Brunson was really... Picked, it looked real Brunson. easy, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. he's
0: done a number on Brunson, yeah. didn't he? And again, Brunson is high level.
1: Um, and they were going at it in the, the stare-downs and everything, yeah. weren't they? Like, and his, his
0: social media, his interviews, everything are great. So, yeah, I think he's... A star for the f- a future, and it's been interesting. Ariel Hawani flagged uh, uh, something on this for me because w- w- what we're going to end on is Tito Chuck. But um, a lot of people, myself included, had been kind of feeling uncomfortable about Anderson against Starbender because it's Anderson at the end of his career, it f- feels a- 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 like you're feeling to the wrong There's roles, some differences, there's a big difference. Oh, that's it. What, um, <laughs> yeah, what. Good. Good shout, shout. Well, Ariel's point was, his losses in recent years have been been decisions. It's not like Chuck and what has been loads of, of Weird, knockouts. Or so knock the out. last time Anson got knocked out was Weidman, which was the first time he'd been knocked out. So that's, that's, that's years ago. And Anson is coming off a decision win over Brunson. He arguably beat Bisping before that, but was saved by the bell. Yeah because he knocked Bisping out, but the buzzer had gone, so they continued. Um, So, yeah, Ariel's point was, this isn't some punch drunk guy. Anson was someone who didn't get punched, and the fact that you don't realise that the last time he got, yeah, knocked out was years ago, was the time he lost the belt. So, that's a long time back. So, it feels more reasonable. And, because he was showboating. Yeah, but that's, again, I argue that's part of his style. That's, 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 he gets people to overreach and overlean and exploits that but um, yeah it made me more comfortable with it because again the last person he beat was Brunson who is the last person that St- the Starbender beat yeah. so yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. argue that there's this huge difference right. level like, yeah. no, no, no. that's what he's coming off of mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting but the other person I had to mention oh, 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 was Anthony Smith because I think he's an example that
2: who's Anthony Smith give me a shout out
0: he's, he's he's what was that stupid <laughs> glasses right He's got, I think he wears
1: glasses. Oh, that specky yeah. cunt!
2: But um, yeah.
0: he's a bald lad. Um, he moved from middleweight oh, to yeah. light heavyweight, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah, He's won yeah. three or four Shit. fights this year, and mm. is now in title contention. Really, and I think it's he's he's one of he's a great example number one of someone who was a nobody. middleweight. No he was all yeah. right. Then in this year, he's just he's now in title contention. Bloom. That's exciting, but also it's an illustration of. The benefits of fucking off all this stupid weight cutting stuff, which is the most d- dangerous thing in the sport, it is yeah, which go yeah, the damaging people. And he's gone. How about if I move up a weight class and, f- and, f- and find my natural weight? People will be a bit bigger. What, what was the okay. origin of uh, weight cutting? It all comes from wrestling and stuff like that, where you would cut weight to to be t- a to have t- a, t- a size advantage, or the fact that everyone else cuts weight and things
2: like that. Uh-huh. But the yeah, fact no, is, no, but everyone else cuts weight. So it's a size advantage thing, right? It's for having extension in the limbs, I guess.
0: Again, or no, it's a size and strength advantage, but more not having a disadvantage. If everyone else is cutting weight, Mm. the easiest example is Rumble Johnson. If you're fighting Rumble at welterweight, uh, 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 which he fought Dan Hardy at, you need to be a big dude to be cutting down to that, because otherwise you've got essentially a, a light heavyweight. But, my argument has been is we need to readdress the outlook of it or, or the view of the advantage. because if you look at the
2: greats, at heavyweight you'd probably say Fedor. He was small. He didn't Tyson cut weight as a boxer, he's yeah. he's two hundred and twenty pounds punched like a fucking truck. Yeah.
0: and so, so there we go. We go heavyweight, smaller guys. We go a light heavyweight, undeniable Cormier. He's he's yeah, beaten yeah. everyone. yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's Hundred percent. He's he can fight a heavyweight. He doesn't, you know, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's he cuts a bit of weight, but he's he's a podgy guy. He's not like he's draining himself. He could fight a middleweight. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, and then you go to middleweight Anson. Anson isn't some drawn out or some huge big big muscly guy who has to cut down loads to have the strength advantage. And then you go to welterweight. I guess GSP, a greatest of all time, he probably cut a bit, but was genuinely just. A healthy guy, and then again, you look at your your Frankie Edgars. all these different people who BJ Penns, who you would put in the greats aren't people who are great because of some s- stupid f- fictional size advantage. Yeah, yeah but yeah, none yeah. of them are ripped,
2: yeah,
1: they're all loose.
2: It's oh. so weird you say that, Stu, isn't it? Because when I first started watching UFC, I remember uh, sitting around your house, mate, yeah, and you'd watch people like the hunting, not, not, um. I'm going to get his name wrong here because it's not Tito, but it's someone else, like the bad boy. I think he was from Brooklyn. or something. saying, right. and he was ripped as fuck. Right, and I remember him walking in a ring against someone who was just mess. He, he was he, he just had flubber really, yeah. and that guy just ripped him to pieces. Because yeah. after a round, that guy, that guy with the muscles, just fucking gassed. Yeah, he looked like a killer. Like in terms of and like it in the natural unless, world, unless like a wasp with yellow and red. You're mm. like, oh. Stay away, but when you when when you, when you got down to it, y-
0: y- Yoel Romero is obviously the exception that proves the rule because he looks <laughs> like a superhero Jesus. and fights like one. Yeah, but basically, general,
2: I think they when they wanted to cast the He-Man miniatures in the eighties, yeah. yeah, they somehow <laughs> invented a time machine, got yeah. cast A-Yo his Yoel. fucking bulk and made people. He would have
1: played Ray, uh, Ram Man.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or,
1: or... Oh, man. Or he Shout would been,
2: out to Hasbro and <laughs> Stu Whiffen.
0: Or they would have, have just painted him green to be a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah. Was that that guy is not human. No. But yeah. anyway, Very let's, racist, let's end apparently. on the de- on the depressiveness. And in the next episode, please listen, because we're going to start... Stu's going to leave halfway through it, but we're going to talk about a, a Leon McLeod, who came down to our, yeah. our club night, and it's the most buzz that we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Amazing... To, uh, to meet the dude we're going to do that in the next one but let's end this one on talking about the depressing event can of Chuck can I just
2: before before we end Chuck and Tito? Yeah. we've said about great fighters yes. this year when I've listed UFC fighters it's really annoying I've listed Zomb- uh, the best fights but um, Shevchenko is one of my favourite fighters mm-hmm. of all time mm-hmm. right J Triple J uh, yeah. Joanna um it's great how good she looks until she fights someone like Shevchenko. I thought Or Rose. Or, or Rose. Rose that kind of exposed her. And that's what I'm twice. saying. Like and then I've not got to that. Rose as well?
0: Rose has been amazing and such a, po- a positive person to be in
1: fucking like Rose. And so then you well. and
2: then you so then like all these years ago we thought I, I honestly wouldn't have watched a women's division. Mm. I really, really yeah. wouldn't. And now it's like Oh Man. my god. When you see those girls go at it, it's 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 beautiful. Shevchenko's kicks are so quick and fast. She f- she kicks flat-footed, almost mm. flat-footed, and they're so powerful. If a dude did that as well, yeah, we'd all be we'd all be raving about it. But there's no dude who's kicking that flat-footed with that, that much, power, much power, and and we're not. Yeah, and so yeah, anyway, they're props n- to Nune those is- girls.
0: A V Cyborg is one of the most exciting Man, things to come, come exactly. next year. Speaking of next year, let's touch do you, on the do, do
2: you not think. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think? What's your prediction? I
0: think it's tough. I think it's the toughest matchup Cyborg <sighs> has had, but yeah, it's easily yeah. the tough. Or Cyborg is always the toughest The toughest match of our Fucking fly, mate. Yeah. I think it's great. Jesus but Before Christ. we go on to Chuck and Tita, then, let's touch briefly on because he was a guest on the podcast, MVP. Um, his fight is confirmed with Paul Daly in February. Which is hugely exciting, yep. but the disappointment, after you would have heard on the podcast him saying he's been holding off because he wants it to be in the UK, he's trying to convince them this is the biggest fight in British MMA history. And it is. The two British fighters, Dan Hardy getting g- 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 a yeah, title shot huge, but it's against GSP. Bisping, um, the same, but it's yeah, 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 Americans. Yeah. Um, and it's in Connecticut. Oh, really? Yeah. Missed 16th. They've missed a massive trick. And I've spoken to MVP privately about it. And I won't go into huge d- 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 detail, but he did all he could. He was pushing. As you would have heard on the podcast, there's no more news yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was saying, I just want... Because the, the argument of Bellator is, if we put it in America, you get a bigger audience, because the American pay-per-view. And he's like, I agree with that on any other fight than this.
2: This Mate, is we, the we one. We saw MVP the UK,
1: at a fucking 0-2 supporting daily as the headline fight. Yeah.
2: I didn't even realise daily was fighting. No yeah. one gave a shit
1: that daily was fighting. MVP when, was the show? No, steerer. that whole crowd. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, MVP put on the highlight reel Hell of the of fucking
0: shot. ever. Are we, are we've got um, a Distraction Pieces Network gr- group, and we get sent in that, as you guys know, the little clips of episodes. And the clip from the MVP episode was MVP saying, any card I fight on, regardless of who's above me, I'm the main event. And, and Brett Goldstein, who isn't an MMA fan, responded saying, well, he sounds like a humble fellow. That's right. But, but if you've seen him, yeah. you know it's true. It's like he's, 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 not, got he's got every not right arrogant. to say that. He was like mid-card on that and right the whole arena that. was just there's, there
2: for there's him. N- there's no one with a better highlight rule than MVP. When he walked out, I, 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 like, like Stu, when we started doing club nights and all us guys, I've never really got starstruck with many people. Like... But when we met at MVP at a comic convention, I really struggled to put a sentence together because that guy, to me, could potentially be the greatest fighter
0: ever. Potentially, and that's what's exciting about the Worldweight Tournament is it's the first time he's getting high-level competitions. to get it. It's the fucking line there,
2: it's great. It's worth mentioning
0: while we can that we had a night out that we really mocked Stu for because Stu was invited and we... We went to a Bama event. I want to
1: I work, you and, and while
0: we're sitting there and watching, I get a text off Hardy saying, yeah. I'm here. Right, because MMA fans, not Dan
1: Hardy, this Tom is Tom fucking Tom
0: Hardy. Tom Hardy, so Tom Tom Hardy, Hardy so Tom from all your favourite so, movies. So you think of where the front row seats are, this wasn't them. Tom was sitting there, and they went and got three new seats, for me, you and Stu Tell, and just unfolded them. So we're literally sitting, fold-out seats at Cage Side... And that was good. And we went backstage and hung out and all that. And then when we're leaving, we hear a, yo, and it's MVP. And it's it spotted us and came just to, 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 to
2: say hello. And every time I see him, I'm like, oh, all right, mate. And we, you know, obviously, he will not ever remember me. <laughs> if we were in a McDonald's queue, he wouldn't look back at me. But at that moment in time, it felt great. And yeah. we just met Tom Hardy, which, by the way, was... <laughs> ridiculous and Tom was such a nice person he's like, incredibly he, like he didn't I, like, when yeah. when I met him you weren't with me at all yeah. and he just walked up and said oh I uh, I don't he know, he know if he he said I'm Tom, to you Tom what are you doing him, I'm Tom and like he was just an absolutely normal dude and his accent is nothing like any movie he's ever been in mm. and uh which goes to show. Are you pet? Are you doing? it. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You want to go and say he was fucking. He was awesome. Anyway, and, uh, yeah. what a
0: night. And let's round this episode up loosely on Chuck and Tito. We don't need to go into tons.
1: Why of Why are we detail, even
2: talking
0: about it? It shouldn't have happened.
2: I think we need what's... to. I think we need to quickly talk about it.
1: B- what b- a great because it fight! <laughs> it was totally worth it. <laughs> it's my fight of the year, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't have
1: happened. It was horrible on any level. It was we... really horrible.
0: Neither of us, or none of us, stayed up to watch it. No, Delahoye, you, you silly
1: man! Don't Scumbag. even go there, scum. And Dirty whoever was in that. Chuck's corner, whoever was training Chuck, yeah. should have just gone, mate. Don't do this. Like you're a nice guy. Don't do this. Well,
2: people were saying, weren't they? That they thought that the fight promos for Chuck, he was joking yeah. about his 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 twitch reactions and his punching, yeah. and that he couldn't possibly be punching. That slow. And then when you watch a fight, which is worse than his physical reactions, which were slow, if you look at Chuck's eyes in that, it's just... It's it's the saddest thing. I haven't watched um, Journeyman yet. But if, the, can't if, get a lot if, if Chuck's eyes... The so, then yeah. Chuck's eyes... Don't yeah. worry about anything else when you're watching it. Watch Chuck's eyes. Watch three millimetre of the TV moving around and look at the fear in his eyes... That's not the Iceman. That guy was a guy who knew within about 45 seconds this guy had the measure of him. And it was scary and it was sad and it was tragic. Do you um, want it to
0: to miraculously get more tragic? Yeah, okay. So Oscar De La Hoya got them to agree to essentially bear a low guarantee and a cut of the pay-per-view. And Oscar was predicting... S- Six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand pay per view, which is crazy for anything outside the UFC, anyway. But have you heard how much the the pay per view was?
2: Have a estimate. I can't. I can't, mate.
0: Don't know. It was between twenty and forty thousand. Really which is l- l- less people than will be listening to this drunk shit. And that's just fucking depressing because they they are legends. <laughs> you got a sad 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 look <laughs> in your face, but. I just looked over at Chris rubbing his nipple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was scratching, not rubbing, but yeah. Bit of both. <laughs> a, little, oh, a little from Colin Jack's demise is turning him on. He's fucking
0: weird. <laughs> <laughs> really? We're getting more than Chuck and Tito? <laughs> As he rubs his nipples. Ooh, um, It's man. depressing, oh. man. And and the California Commission, um, their excuse... For, it was interesting. Their excuse for allowing this and sanctioning this was... Th- this fight would have taken place somewhere, and we're the the safest state for it to take place in, and that's that's kind of a de- that, that was the best argument they could have made. But that's a PR. Something. But going back to yeah, what I said like about your fourteen year old girl
2: <laughs> That's like also saying your fourteen year old girlfriend at some point point is going to get banged by some guy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to invite him round. But that yeah. goes
1: back to what I said about his trainers or his management should go, mate, just. Don't. Don't because yeah. you're gonna get like you, you're gonna, and Chuck was
0: Chuck hadn't fought in eight years and prior to that As it Chuck was, said it had things. four knockouts
1: in his at the end of his and career and he weren't giving him knockouts he was receiving him knockouts yeah, right yeah,
2: yeah. yeah really grim. really really and they were easily, brutal that that Tito knockout what really upset me just to end it is like he knocked him out with a punch that I could if you gave me a free punch no not even a free punch. It was it was a it was a really weak right mm. straight,
0: yeah.
1: and Tito
2: fell off it. Like if 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 you took one of them, I
1: said to Pip, I said to Pip, like uh, when we was talking about it, uh, lizards or whenever it was, I think any lad in a local MMA gym that mm. was just coming through and was feeling a little bit confident probably would have took out Chuck that night
2: at the right height and weight. Yes, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely right.
0: And let's wrap this up and start the next one because I want to talk about PC L- L- Leon McLeod that's a that's a big one for, for us so we'll wrap let's that up it. now and we'll continue um, in a moment you've been
2: listening
0: there we go that was part three of the drunk cast um thank you for tuning in enjoy this little weird no man's land between christmas and new year do what you do i will be back after the drunk cast with my films of the year podcast a lot of you have been asking about this because previous years i've done it a little early But this year I'm holding out all the way until the new year because I'm going to go and see films in the week in the lead up to Christmas, in the gap between Christmas and New Year. I'm going to be really going all out to make sure I've seen as many films as possible to give my honest reviews and my top films of the year list. Anyway, I'll see you for part four on January 2nd.
3: Ta-ta.